on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Purcell, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fitness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Q and AF. That's where you submit the Qs, and we give you the AFs. Now, you could submit your questions a couple different ways. The first way is... Guys, email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Or you go on YouTube, drop your question there in the comments on the Q&AF episodes, and we'll answer some from there as well. Other times you tune in, we're going to have CTI, and that stands for Cruise the Internet. That's where we put topics up on the screen. We talk about what's going on. We speculate on what's true and what's not true. And then we talk about how we, the people, have an obligation to solve the problems going on in the world. Sometimes we have real talk. Real talk is just five to 20 minutes of me giving you some real talk. And then we have 75 hard verses. Now, 75 hard verses is a program where people come on and talk about how they have changed their lives from shit to Shinola using the 75 hard program. From dumpster fire to first class motherfucker. That's what they do with 75 hard. And they come on and tell you how they did it and how you can do it too. And if you're unfamiliar with 75 Hard, you can get the whole program for free. It's amazing. In episode 208 on the audio feed only. 75 Hard is the initial phase of the Live Hard program. Uh, it is the world's most popular mental recalibration program. There is a book on this. It is not necessary, but I think you'll enjoy it. And you can get it at andyforsella.com. It's called The Book on Mental Toughness. It has... 10 plus chapters on mental toughness, case studies on people that you know and recognize about how they've used mental toughness and cultivated in their lives to become successful. And then the entire Live Hard program, the complete nuts to bolts, everything you need to know. All right. It's way more in depth than just the audio feed. So if you're one of those people that needs to know everything and wants to know everything, go grab that book. You're going to like it a lot. Other than that, we don't run ads on the show. I don't have sponsors on the show. You're going to notice that's a big difference between what we do here. I pay for this show out of my pocket. I'm a pretty successful entrepreneur. I don't give a fuck how much money these people want to give me because they all try to tell me what I can and can't say, and I don't like that. I like to say whatever I want. And so uh, I have this deal that I make with you guys. It's very simple. Uh, please share the show, okay? We get shadow banned. We get traffic throttle. We get fucked with every way, shape, and form. And... uh we rely on you guys to get the word out, so uh, don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right. Hey. What's up, man? What's going on? We're getting hammered right now. It's fucking snow. Yeah. It's all that oppressive whiteness. Yeah. I mean, like, when you guys hear this, it's Monday, but, like, that shit's coming down pretty hard out there. Mm-hmm. Never seen anything Heavy so- Heavy pressure. Well, I like it. It's yeah. very- It looks pure out there, like clean, pure, <laughs> you know. Gotta watch out for that black eye stuff. <laughs> <laughs> No, man. Hey, I, you know, honestly, though, I've never, like, I'm okay with the snow, man. Like, what I don't like is when it's just cold and it's not doing anything. Bro, what I don't, I don't mind the snow. I just don't like the gray. I don't like mm-hmm. when there's no sun for fucking six weeks at a time here in the Midwest. Like, holy shit, man. Yeah. Like, why the fuck did anybody decide to live here? Yeah. I don't and know. how the fuck did I end up here? And how do, how do all these good people end up here? We're all good people. We could have thought a little better, huh? Well, I mean, we got we got some good things here in Missouri. We got some great things, but we all made a dumbass decision about where to fucking live. It just needs to be. By like, the way, don't come here. Yeah, don't get over here. You stay where you're at. Hey, bro, did you see this thing? So I was just working out, and yes, this is Monday, so this will be old news by the time this airs. But I don't mm-hmm. care. I'm going to say this. 
Did you see uh, this thing online today about Taylor Swift giving 100K to the family of the uh, people, the, the woman that was shot? Yeah, I saw that. Bro, did you read the comments underneath the post? Mm-mm. Every fucking comment was like, she should have gave more money. She could have gave more. She could have done more. Every single comment was like that. From a motherfucker that didn't give shit. Mm. That didn't do shit, didn't give him a motherfucking dollar. And we're dealing with the entire internet talking all this shit. And dude, this is the problem with society. That's so stupid. No, man. bro. It's the internet. You cannot please these motherfuckers on the internet, no matter what. They, they don't do shit with their own lives. They're spectators in the stands. They watch everybody else who's doing shit. And any move you make, you're going to get criticized for. It's fu- And by the way, I don't give a fuck about Taylor Swift. Yeah, I mean, there's no dog Th- in the This is just there. the point of yeah. someone decided to do something they didn't have to do. It came out, and everybody's roasting her for it. And it's like, bro, fuck you. You're a fucking piece of shit. You're sitting at your fucking computer with your fucking hot pocket in your mom's fucking basement not doing a motherfucking thing with your life, and you are criticizing someone who spent their entire life building their life since they were a little bitty kid, and you're criticizing them for only giving 100 grand when you can't afford to give 100 fucking dollars. Fuck you. Yeah, that's insane. Bro, I'm sick of it, man. That's insane. I'm going to tell you this. I'm sick of these people on the internet, dude. These fucking spectator motherfuckers that don't do shit, that call everybody. Everything's fake. Everything's bullshit. Everything's wrong. Everybody's fraud. Everybody, fuck you. You're not doing a goddamn thing, bro. You're sitting there on your fat fucking ass, sucking down the hot pocket juice off of the fucking shitty microwave fucking paper plate in the basement on the internet with your fucking mom upstairs. Like, dude, you're a fucking loser. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and by the way, your opinion matters. Bro, it doesn't matter. And by the way, all of those people will live their whole lives wondering why nothing good ever happens to them. And the reason nothing good ever happens to them is because they hate everything that is represents what they're not like bro winners are inspired by people who are successful they tell the world fuck bro look at that person winning that is badass even if they don't really like them they're like dude i think it's cool that they're winning they're not really my cup of tea but that's cool and that's putting out the right energy the right vibe the it's telling the universe i like to win i want some winning and the universe says you know what that dude likes when i'm gonna deliver some winning to them Mm -hmm. you know but most of these people don't understand this concept they think that like there's no actual anything happening around them. They're super unaware and they hate on everybody's shit. And then they wonder why they get shit. It's because you're telling the universe that you don't want anything to do with winning. You don't want any success. And you guys think you can get around this. Like you think you can like, this is not about what you say. It's about what you feel and what you say. Mm-hmm. And so like, dude, if you're a jealous person, if you're a, if you're one of these people who criticizes everybody, you need to learn to keep your fucking mouth shut and correct your thoughts. Otherwise you're not going to have anything ever, bro. Yeah. That's yeah, real that's shit. The thing is like, you, you, you don't have to believe that it works like that, but it does. There's no, no different than gravity. We can argue. <laughs> oh, gravity's <laughs> fake. Fuck we go step off that building over there, bro. You're going to fall on your face. You know, like I'm just works, sick man. of this attitude, bro. We have such a poverty mindset in this country. We, we think that, being poor and being nothing and doing nothing and creating nothing and becoming nothing is somehow morally superior to people who have gone on to achieve and create and become and do. That is not morally superior to be less than what you could be. It is not some sort of medal that you win by being less than what you could be. The medal comes from going out and being all you can be. 
being everything that you can be with the potential that you were gifted. That's where the fucking awards are. That's where the credit is. And by the way, that's where the hate is too. Evidenced by this. And bro, like I said, I'm not a fucking Taylor Swift fan, but that's some bullshit. Yeah, that's fucked up. All you guys making those comments, bro, enjoy your fucking shitty life and your shitty hot pocket because that's all you're going to ever have. That's real shit, man. Fucking, yeah. I'm fucking tired of it, dude. You're damned if you do damn No, bro, it's not that. It's that people legitimately feel morally superior to people that are actually going out and doing things in life. Mm. What is morally superior about sitting around, doing nothing, living on the internet, and criticizing everybody else over the people who are actually out there in the game, creating, building, becoming, doing? What is morally superior about them? It's a fucking fake culture that has been implemented to make people believe and that somehow sitting around and being a lazy fuck is somehow a great thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not, bro. You guys are not morally superior to the people out here doing it. I'm sorry. And y'all like to say, oh, well, they think they're morally superior. No, they don't. They're just out doing their life. And you think that you think because that's, that's your insecurity. Yeah, fucked. Bro, I don't, every successful person I meet, dude, and you've been around a lot of them because you've been around me for a number of years. They're, they're fucking down to earth. They're, they're cool. cool. They're humble. And the reason that, that they win is because they are humble. They realize, hey, man, I don't really know shit. I've done well so far, but you know what? I'm going to do everything I can and not go backwards. Right. And that's how they look at and it. You can do it too. Yeah, bro. And, and dude, we have all these people who are just like fucking straight up haters, bro. And if you're going to build a company and you're going to build a brand and you're going to build whatever it is you're building, these are the people you're going to deal with. You're not going to ever be able to please them. They're going to attack you at every chance they get. They're going to try to poke a hole in everything you do. They're going to question everything you say. You could fucking walk on water and they're going to fucking say it's because you can't swim. You could cure cancer. They're going to say you're full of shit. You could do everything right. And these people are still going to talk shit, bro. And they're, But here's the, here's the reward. You're going to win and they're going to have a shitty fucking life their entire life. So... We need to fix this in culture. Stop celebrating being a loser. It's not fucking cool. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for you. It's not good for your family. It's not good for your coworkers. It's not good for anybody. It's setting a terrible example. And somehow we've got it so backwards where people think, oh, I'm fucking humble. I'm modest. I'm I'm this and that. I'm better than you. No, you're not. You're not doing a motherfucking thing, bro. You're barely fucking surviving. It ain't nobody's fault but yours. Well, things are hard right now. Yeah, okay, well, what'd you do for the last 10 years when things weren't that hard? Right. Same shit. You did the same shit. Same shit, man. Yeah. Anyway. Fuck, fuck it, those people. Bro, man. that's what I'm saying. I'm fucking tired yeah, of like it, dude. I, like, there's no dog in the fight with Taylor, bro. I'm tired I'm of hearing I'm fucking tired, dude. But, but at the end of the day, bro, doing good shit is doing good shit. It's bullshit. You know, you well, she should have gave. She should have gave a million dollars. Yeah, she should have gave ten. Man, fuck off. And you didn't give a dollar. How about this? <laughs> How about you go out and you create a life that earns whatever amount of money you think is appropriate for you, and then you give the appropriate amount that you think you won't do that shit, will you? Because you won't dedicate the next twenty fucking years of your life to becoming anything because you're soft as fuck. It's so anyway, it's real shit, man. Yeah, I'm over it, dude. Oh, I love it. We're off to a great start. I love yeah. it. I love it. Guys, let's get into our questions. Andy, guys, I got three good ones for you. I fucking can't stand it. I get it. Bunch of fucking basement dwelling fucking dumbasses. The hot pocket juice almost took me out. Bro, that's what they do. (laughs) They sit there. Dude, they're so unaware of how shitty 
they actually are as a human and they project all of that dissatisfaction that they feel that they cannot identify as fault with themselves onto other people. On everybody else. Yeah, bro. And everything's bullshit. Everything's fraud. Everything's fake. Everybody's full of shit. Everybody's bad. Everybody this. Fuck you. You're the problem, dude. It ain't everybody else. When you're looking around at everything in your life and you're saying everything else is the fucking problem, there's one common denominator with all of those problems. And that common denominator is you. Yeah. Fucking idiots, man. Yep. Anyway. I'm getting back to straight up savage mode. I like Just it. so you understand, I'm coming back. Like I'm not I'm done being nice to all you motherfuckers. You're a bunch of fucking bitches. Mm-hmm. Real talk. Those people for sure. Yeah, no, they are, bro. They are. Those people that do they've that been shit. unchecked for so long. That's the thing, man. They, they they've been in their little safe spaces. Yeah. You know? Fucking and and, and, and listen, the pendulum is not. Bro, I don't even want to be around spot. any of that. Like, I don't even want any of those people around me in my entire life. None of them. Well, I mean, but there's the other side of that too, bro. Like, they don't exist in the real world, bro. They don't come out in the real world because they can't play in the real world. They can't make it. You won't see them. I don't know. I've heard some pretty rude comments in the real world about my life. In in front of you? Yeah. It must be nice. Yeah, it was nice for the last 25 years when I was working my fucking balls off. What have you done for the last 25 years when I was working and you hadn't done anything for 25 years except breathe air, take shits, and eat food? Yeah, it is fucking nice. It's nice to have have a little bit of reward for all the shit that I've done. That's nice. I like it. It is. And you know what? If you want it too, then go fucking do it. I'm just tired of it. I'm with it, bro. I'm with it. Well, guys, let's get into these questions. Guys, Andy, question number one. Uh, Andy, I'm 28 years old, and I've been listening to your show for the past three years, and uh, I mostly enjoyed the CTI episodes as you bring daily clarity uh, into what's going on in the world, and you and DJ are funny as hell. However, lately, I've really been focusing in on the Q&AF episodes, as well as a lot of older MFCEO episodes. uh, And books like Tim Grover's Winning and Relentless, to learn more about winning. There you go. Because I felt stressed about how much money I make. Currently, uh, I'm an aircraft maintenance technician making just over a hundred grand with the company uh, that manages a few private aircraft for a family. I enjoy the work and I take on extra responsibilities to make myself more valuable, uh, completing special training to ship hazmat parts, researching, ordering specialty tooling to make us more efficient, um, et cetera. But I still feel like I need to be doing more to make more. What is the process of brainstorming business ideas for coming up uh, with the next company? Um, I have thought about solo contracting, which typically pays $100 to 120 an hour, but my work schedule constantly changes and makes it hard. Um, how can I find something that I can commit the rest of my life to uh, where the time of day doesn't matter? Well, look... <sighs> This is an in-depth answer, I think, that there's nuance to, okay? Mm -hmm. So before I even get into it, understand there is always an asterisk. There's always a, what about this part or what about that part? Mm -hmm. With every answer I give, okay? I want that to be clear. I, I Like, sometimes I answer these questions and people are just like, what about this and that? No shit, bitch. I'm fucking aware. Like, we're talking, like, I'm assuming you have some common sense here. Yeah. I'm assuming you have a little bit of fucking IQ power. Right. Maybe I'm giving you too much credit. Mm-hmm. All right? But here's the reality. To 
become someone who is creative in ways to generate income, you have to first understand how the game is really played. The game really is, if you are the best, you will earn the most. If you provide the most value, you will earn the most. All right? It is free market shit. And yeah, there might be situations where you're in a company and your boss is stepping on your throat and not letting you progress. Then you're in the wrong company. But at the end of the day, however good you are is how you're going to be rewarded. That is fucking facts. Okay? So if you're in a position like this guy is, my first step would be how can I create more value in a position that I'm in that could potentially earn me some more money. Now that's not going to take you from hundred K to 500 K, mm-hmm. but it might take you from hundred to one fifty or to 200. And that's a pretty big fucking difference. Big gap, okay. Yeah. So there's that. That's the first thing I would think of beyond that. And I appreciate dude. What I think is cool about this question is like, this is someone cause our audience now is really it used to be everybody wanted the personal development and now it's everybody wants the current events. And right. so it's really cool that like the current event people are coming in and they're understanding that the actual solution to yep. this problems in society is us having personal excellence. You 100%. Know? I got the problem. We're yeah, the solution. Right. Yeah, and that's awesome. what we always talk about. We talk awesome. about the problem being what's going on in society and the solution being our individual responsibility for personal excellence. Mm-hmm. Okay. That means be everything they don't want you to be. If they want you fat, be fit. If they want you broke, be wealthy. If they want you stupid, be smart. If they want you alone, be with people. If they want you to hate people, don't hate people, love people. It's doing everything the opposite of what they actually want to create personal excellence, to set that example in society so that other people see it and follow along. That is what will shift the culture of America to the place that we want it to be. And this guy's recognizing that. And so I just want to identify that I really appreciate that a lot. So, When it comes to being creative on new ways to make income, you have to be obsessed with the game, all right? This means being a student of the game. This means dedicating your free time into reading books by entrepreneurs, you know, reading Seth Godin's books. I'd read every single one. Reading Jeffrey Gittimer's sales books. Reading all of these legendary books, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, you know, all of these authors uh, that have written personal development entrepreneurship books, okay? And there's there are fucking thousands of them that are great, okay? And when you're immersed in this, okay, your brain naturally sort of like thinks about it all the time, mm-hmm. all right? And when your brain is kind of always in that space, what ends up happening for me is ideas start to flow, all right? And this is how I get in the creative space of, evolving and creating new ideas or new companies or new lanes within the company or new ways to do things within the companies. I have to be immersed in the information. And then in my free time, I let my brain sort of like cook on it. Mm -hmm. And eventually things start to just kind of click around. If you're spending all your time worried about sports and you're spending all your time worried about Taylor Swift and you're spending all your time examining everybody on Instagram like we talked about in the intro and criticizing everybody else, you are not investing that time in immersing yourself in the entire game of business and entrepreneurship which is going to prevent you from thinking creatively and keep you from coming up with ideas that quite honestly, most of the time are pretty obvious. Most of the best ideas I've had to increase business or grow business or increase income are like, they're ideas that after I thought of them, I was like, dude, 
why didn't I think of that two years ago? Right. Like, this is obvious. And so we have to just get ourselves in the environment and immersed in the information and then just sort of like be in it. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a, there's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to explain, but you have to understand that whatever information, whatever environment you're in, that's where your mind is likely going to default to, right? Like if you're always around animals all the time, you're, you're going to always think about animals and, and whatever thoughts you have that sort of pop in your brain and come in, they're probably going to have to do with animals, right? Like in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Yeah, And if you're thinking about, uh, and this is why, this is why people who like overly obsess with anxiety don't really understand what they're doing to themselves because you start to obsess and obsess and obsess and obsess. And also when you obsess over healing, right. And you've got all this shit going on, bro, you can never truly get past it because that's all you think about and your brain automatically goes there all the time. And then the minute you feel the trauma attack you or whatever, right, uh, or the anxiety, you you run feel, hot you, you feel, yeah, bro, yeah. you run out of hot pockets, your anxiety <laughs> goes up. Holy shit, man, I can't do anything. I can't get past this anxiety. It's driving me crazy. I'm the only one in the world that, bro, you're focused on it 24-7. It's all you fucking talk about. Every single post talks about how fucking much of a victim you are and how much healing you have to do and how much shit you got to do. Like, you're immersing yourself in this environment that's going to always bring you back to that same place. And so we can either use that process proactively or we can use it to self-destruct. And most people are unaware of it, so they naturally use it in a negative way, right? They're distracted by sports. They're, and I like sports, mm-hmm. but they're distracted. They're obsessed with sports. They're obsessed with things that don't matter. The, all these distractions, entertainment, Hollywood, music, fucking shit. Social media. Right, social yeah. media. And they get caught up in all this drama and gossip and what's going on. And, bro, you don't give your brain any time to think about the things that are actually going to affect your life. Right. So my, my recommendation to you is twofold. One, See what you can do in the position you're in to add right now, because that's the quickest way. And two, immerse yourself in this stuff 24 hours a day. When you're not listening to the show, you should be reading books. You should be reading, and not 50 shades of bullshit either. You should be reading books that are going to make you better, okay? Uh, and there's there's fucking thousands of them, dude. You could literally go on Amazon and, and like point your finger at shit and, and pick up something that, that really works. You'll pull something out of that yeah. that'll, that'll be good for you. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this, man, because, I, and I'm not saying that Does this Does that is, make sense? No, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like, I, I love that because you're either going to be focused on bullshit and you're going to get more of that, or you yeah. can focus on the positive, 100%. Um, but I want to ask you this because this is this is something that I thought about when, when, when we were talking about this question, and it's like, you know, and I'm not saying that this is this person, right? But it was just like a, a knee-jerk reaction, my, like thought in my head. It's like, okay, well, like, how honest are you being with yourself when it comes to the amount of work that you're actually putting in. Well, bro, most people completely lie to themselves. You know, you know and yeah. I'm not saying that this is listen, this person. Li- listen, dude. Most most people completely fabricate to themselves how much actual shit they're doing to improve yeah. their situation. Yeah. I'm, and I'm glad so you hard. brought this up because this yeah. is very important for people to realize. There is a high likelihood that you are drastically overestimating what you are putting in and you are over expecting what you should be returned mm. on that investment. Okay. Most people think like the, the difference between reality and expectation of success for people is, is it's polar opposite. Almost yeah. most people drastically underestimate 
the amount of work that it's going to take for them to get the result that they desire. And I think that's by like a hundredfold. I don't think it's by like twice. Like a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think it's because, dude, the culture of entrepreneurship has become so fake and so fucking ridiculous and so filled with bullshit. You know, you could be rich in two weeks, you know, buy my shit and I'll teach, like, you know what I'm saying? Millions of dollars. Yeah, Millions bro. Dollars. Like, dude, like, not even really... hundred million dollar numbers yeah. are thrown around on YouTube shorts and Instagram. Like, it's like it's fucking five dollars, right. right? So when Taylor does a hundred K, people think it's nothing. Yeah, like, bro. bro that's a shit ton of money. Yeah, bro. Look, man. The, the the internet is like 95% bullshit mm. and people have to understand that most of these people out here telling you they make this or make that or do this or do that they're trying it's it's branding they're trying to sell you some shit and so because of the way that the environment is in entrepreneurship the expectation for the return for the amount of work put in is very skewed okay we have to understand that it takes literally probably 10 times what you think it takes to get the result that you're thinking. That's reality. So whatever you think it's going to take, you need to multiply that by 10. And the reason we think this is because the culture is all fucked up and wrong and full of shit. And also, we don't know because we've never done it. And this can be a blessing too, by the way. Like had I known when I was 19 years old that it was going to take the, what it took and be as hard as it was, I probably wouldn't have done it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, so you so, like that, that, that ignorance saved you. Yes, almost. the ignorance is important in yeah. some aspects, but you also have to have a, a realistic expectation about the work that you're putting in. You know, I, I learned this, like I met Gary Vee, Barrow, back in fucking 2014, I think. And the reason I met him was because I, I read his book, Crush It. All right. And like 2010, like right when it came out, I think it was 2009 or 10 or something like mm -hmm. that. And I implemented a lot of the stuff. And dude, like, you know, we had, we built an amazing business in the, during that four years. And I wrote him a letter. I said, Hey man, just so you know, uh, probably a lot of people read this book and didn't do shit, but here's what I did with it. And I sent him this letter and he calls me up and he says, Hey dude, uh, come up to New York. I'd like to meet you. So I fly up to New York. And we're supposed to have dinner. And I meet him at this little bar. I forgot what it was. And he's sitting there. And, you know, this is the first time I met Gary. I've been friends with him for a long time. Ten years now. Mm -hmm. And um, he sits. I sit down with him. We're talking. And our meeting was at, uh, fuck, I think it was 9 to 10. All right? Or was 10, like, it was scheduled for It was like 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. or 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember which it was. But it was late. It was a late dinner. And I thought, like, you know, well, it's New York, man. People don't go out till real late. City you know? never sleeps. Yeah. Right. right. It's different. You know, <laughs> out here in Midwest, bro, we're eating dinner at 630. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but that, I, I just kind of thought that way. And we sat down, bro, and we had a couple drinks, and we were talking, and it was great. Everything was awesome. And uh, the hour came around, okay? Like, it got to the end of the hour. And he was like, all right, man, well, I hate to do this, but uh, I got another meeting. And I'm like, bro, it's fucking 11 o'clock at night he's like yeah i got 11 to 12 and a 12 to 1 and then a 1 to 2 Jeez. and i'm like holy shit and i walked out of that meeting realizing like bro that's the level of real work that these motherfuckers who are winning are putting in mm -hmm. and people don't understand that they think that's bullshit they think when these guys go on the internet who are winning big and talk about what they do they think it's a lie they think it's nonsense bro like i'm on the phone every single fucking day 
to this day, 25 years in, I'm on the phone till 11, 12 at night every fucking day. And, you know, 10 years ago, it was till three in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, we're, the work required to have this Instagram life <laughs> that people think is real is so much more. And you have to understand that. And so if we understand the work required and we're willing to do that work, we could produce the result. But if you underestimate the work required and you never get the result, and then you end up blaming you and say, I don't have it, or it's just me, or it's just how I'm doing, or I don't, I don't have what it takes. No, dude, you're misunderstanding the game because the environment and the culture is telling you that you're playing a game where you should be successful in a year, right. when in reality, that's not how it works. Yeah. Or, so, or you blame everybody else. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> well, My dude, boss don't see me. That's what most people do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not talking to those. Those people are a lost cause. For sure. Real talk. Like, if you, if you, if you look around your life, and you're and you're blaming other people and you're saying the reason I'm fat is because of my genetics. The reason I'm broke is because of my boss. The reason I'm unhappy is because my girlfriend's a bitch. You're saying all that shit, bro. You're the bitch. That's it. You're the problem. You just don't get it. You haven't figured it out yet. You're the bitch. It's you. You're the problem. You're the common denominator. And you got to be honest with yourself before you can ever fix yourself. I love that, man. I love it. Uh, guys, Andy, let's get to question number two. Uh, Andy. With all of your responsibilities, you just mentioned, you know, you're still up on the phone super late now, right? With all your responsibilities, the companies you're running, how do you prioritize your time and energy into everything that you have going on? Like, I know you you do the power list, which I love and also use, but like, how do you determine what distractions or challenges get your attention first? I, I just determine what's the most important. Mm. I bottom line what the most important shit. And here's the most important shit, whether you like it or not. If you ain't got no money, you don't have shit. <laughs> okay? Yeah. If you don't have no money, your life is infinitely harder. Mm. You can't eat. You can't live where you want to live. You can't do what you want to do. You have far less freedom. You got to answer to more people. The biggest problem most of y'all have in your lives, you don't have enough money. And if you listen to your buddies at church or you listen to your, your humble buddies that live up the street and they say, must be nice and all this other bullshit, they're going to lead you into the path of just like them. You're going to become who it is you listen to, who it is you're surrounded by. That's who you become. You hear this saying all the time, surround yourself with five successful people, you're going to become the sixth. That's true. You surround yourself with five losers, you're going to become the sixth. That's reality. Okay, so you're going to become who you spend your time around and who you listen to. And so you have to understand that your biggest problem in reality, real talk, your biggest problem is actually discipline. That's your problem. Mm. But your biggest problem outside of discipline and mental toughness is your money. Mm. All right. So I prioritize my thing to make sure that the money keeps flowing. That way, the money keeps flowing. I can solve problems easier. And everything else comes after that. And people don't like that. But that's a real answer. Yeah. Did, did you ever, I mean, let, let's go back to when you were 19. Hold on. And the yeah. reason I say that the biggest problem most people have is discipline and mental toughness is because that's all the requirements to get to that point where you can handle your money. And yeah. then everything else after that, right? Yeah. You've got to become the best weapon you can become. You've got to become the best tool that you can become, okay? Up here, in your physical, in your heart, everything's got to be the best it is. And if you're the best, if you have the best tool, and we're out here in the world, and everybody else you see as a, as a tool, right? Those people are less effective tools than you. So, like, if you're building a house, do you want to use the most effective tools or the least effective tools? You're going to use the most effective. And the house is our game of life, mm -hmm. all right? So, we're building our life. Do you want to go at it with uh, uh, a saws with sharp blades and, 
hammers with fucking no hammer on the end of it. You see what I'm saying? Like we have to build us first, which is the whole purpose of the Live Hard program. That's why I give it away for free because it's the ultimate shit that can fix you and get you to a place where you can handle all these other problems, mm. all right? And all the problems that you're going to handle with your mental toughness, your discipline, your uh, your fortitude, your grit, your toughness, all of this shit, that will solve your fitness, that will solve your mental, that will solve a lot of the problems that you think you have. And when those are fucking taken care of, now the next problem is your money, mm-hmm. okay? So I just want to be clear on that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, let's go back to the 99-2000 real quick. Yeah. 99, 2000. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I know. I want to I wanna ask you this, though, because- I'm from that era, bro. Of course I know that. <laughs> Back to the nine, nine, uh, dude. Girl, you work with your yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, no, I want to ask you, though, because I feel like most people, man, when they, when they get a really difficult, like there's a problem, there's a situation, they see it, they feel it, they know it's there. I feel like the, the, the number one thing that most people do is avoid it, right? Yeah. Or they try to, like, postpone it, or they yeah. try to, right? And so, like- I guess two-part question, like when you were first getting into business and problems come up, like did you have those same issues of like, well, fuck, man, I really don't want to deal with this right now. Let me just, or like has it all, like how did you walk through that? Has it always been, you know, I'm going to just hit this no, shit head bro. on? Dude, had I known this when I started, it wouldn't have taken me fucking 25 years to do what I've done. Yeah. The first 10 years of my life, I was fucking worthless. Okay, listen, this is how it went for me. The first 10 years, I didn't know shit. All right. Not only did I not know shit, I thought I knew shit, which made it 10 times worse. All right. So when I say when, when you guys hear the story of, oh, man, it took him 10 years to not get paid. Yeah, that's because I'm a fucking idiot. All right. And by the way, I reinvested the last three years of that 10 years back into the company 100 percent. So I made some good, smart decisions, too. Yeah. But the reality is, is had I understood what I tell you guys now, I wouldn't have had to go through that. That's what I'm trying to do. That's why I do this. I'm trying to save you a decade of your life, and I can. Because if I went back and talked to fucking Andy from uh, 1999, I promise you, bro, I'm saving him 15 years. There is a lot of value to an actual mentor. There is a lot of value to an actual coach. The problem is, is that the coach thing has gotten way the fuck out of control. All right? So... It would, here's how you have to ev- evaluate it. How much would you pay to save 15 years off your life? Okay. Mm. It, whatever the fuck it costs, right? Yeah. Because that's what the fuck I would pay. Yeah. And if you have a guy, if you have someone who can actually teach you that, then it's a fucking deal. It really doesn't matter what they're charging. But you have to qualify that person. Have they done what they say they've done? What has their experience been? Are they the kind of person I want to be? Have they built anything real? Do Have they built what I want to build? What is you know what I'm saying? Like we have to be intelligent and pre-qualify who we're going to listen to Can't because your money there's so much shit out yeah. here. You see what I'm you see what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, dude, my first ten years were were I had to learn the hard way. Um, and then my next five years after that, when I started figuring some stuff out, I still was soft. I still wasn't mentally hardened. I still, you know, tried to skate around obvious issues that needed to be addressed like my body and my mind and I was still drinking all the time and I was way overweight and I made excuses for myself. I would say things like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fat, but I'm strong. I'm stronger I'll than everybody. Beat your ass. Yeah, that's yeah, right. right. Or I'm, I, yeah, I'm fat, but you know what? I'm making money, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not as healthy as I could be, but I work harder than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I told myself all this shit and 
back 2015, bro, you know, we're doing fucking major business even back then. And I'm like, well, look at this. I don't need to be all that shit. And I was wrong because when I decided to take care of all that, the, the mental, the physical and get myself into the condition where I could handle shit the right way, then I really started taking off. Yeah. And that's what it takes, bro. If you're not your best self, you're not going to create your best outcome. That's just reality. There's nothing you can do about it. You can lie to yourself. You can tell yourself that's not true. You can make excuses for yourself. But the reality is you're not going to produce the best result until you are the best that you can be at this moment in time. And as you pass through more and more and more life experience, you will have the opportunity to get better and better and better and better. And you should, and that will increase the level of your outputs on the backside. So, um, you know, did I ever fucking run and hide and neglect? Pro yeah, of course, like everybody else, dude. But it wasn't until I stopped doing that that things got really good. It's it. human nature, dude. Yeah. All these people out here that pretend like they don't struggle, that pretend like they got all their shit together, that pretend like they never made mistakes and pretend like they're perfect and they're superhero and all this shit. These people are all fucking liars. All of them. All of them are imposter syndrome people. All of them have days of doubt. All of them have days of loss of confidence. All of them have days where it's hard as fuck and they'd rather do anything else than show up and do what they do. But the difference is they show up when they don't fucking feel like it and they execute and you don't. And that's a massive advantage because if you can execute when you feel good, that's okay. That's good because most people can't even do that. But if you can execute when you feel good and when you don't feel good, Dude, you're operating on a completely different level than most people. Most people can't fucking do that. They cannot do it. Yeah. So that's your job. Your job is to build yourself into the person that can have the best competitive advantage possible. And that takes you investing in yourself and getting all your, your, your tool as sharp as it can be and keeping it there all the time. I love it, man. I love it. Guys, Andy, our third and final question. Question number three. Uh, hey, Andy, I have a question about quitting. What are your thoughts on quitting? Because what you're doing depends on what you're quitting. Yeah, well, the, yeah, that's yeah, no shit. Um, what are your thoughts on quitting when what you're doing no longer aligns with you, uh, and you're not really—it's not quitting out of fear. For context, I owned a food company for four plus years. It was my first business, and I realized in those four years that my heart belongs to marketing. It's what I'm good at. It's what I love to do. I'm currently in the process of selling my food company to pursue something new in marketing and public speaking. I've accepted uh, and feel good about this decision. Why the fuck would you do that? Why would you take a real business and then want to become a fucking speaker? Okay, why would you do that? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Take your marketing skills and build your real company into something that's worth a billion dollars, bro. What are you talking about? Yeah. Most of these people out here to speak, they don't even have real fucking companies, dude. You're saying you got a real one right here. Yes, you already got a real one. Mm. Dude, this is the problem, okay? You guys have to understand. The internet is very difficult and murky and hard to see through. But I am telling you right now, a lot of these guru people, they tell you to create a funnel or do this thing or get leads and all this shit. And they're teaching you skills. These are skills. These are not the main thing. You need a main thing. You need those skills. You need, a, you need a, yes. Yeah. 
fuck, bro? You're telling me you want to get rid of your main thing and then become someone who, like the gazillion other people out here who just talks about the skills as if that it's their main business. I understand you think it's cool. I understand you see people with lots of followers and on stages and people clapping and all this shit. But, bro, I'm telling you right now, the real shit is in building something that is a real thing, that is an asset that you could exit later on in life. And if that's not, like, what you're telling me is you want to be a marketer, so fucking market your main thing, dude. Let's see what you got. Because that's the real game, dude. Yeah. I respect people that own real shit, that have built real companies. That's what the fuck we do in Arate. We don't, we're not in there telling people to become speakers. That's not the fuck we do. We take people with real businesses and we give them the tools to scale those businesses out. That's the best. That's what every single one of you young people should be doing. You should be thinking that that's an entrepreneur. You should be thinking, what's my main thing and how am I going to grow it? And how am I going to use these tools to grow it? And just because someone has a million followers and you see them at some of these events doesn't mean shit. All right. Some of these people don't have anything else. This is their main gig. Mm -hmm. All right. You don't want to be that person. You want to be the person that builds something real that can put the work in, use the skills. And by the way, I'm not saying people don't have things of value to teach. They do. But fuck, bro, if we're being real, dude, this is this is what's fucked up with the internet. Well, I mean, there's a practical application. No, dude, this, this is like what's fucked. You got business professors. They can, they can read you a textbook about business and how to, but they drive a fucking, like, are they really doing it? Have they ever really done it? Have they put it into practice? Look, man, that was his final question. I mean, he, he, like, am I wrong for wanting to want, want to, to pursue something different, or should I have put more more time into my business? I think you should take your main business, and you should work on growing that main business. Mm. And you've already got it started. You've already got it going. And you realize that you have a a flair for marketing. Yeah, cool. Go run the marketing, people. Go do the marketing for your business. Let other people run your. Sh- I don't run the back end of my business. I got people that do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I help with? I help with our apparel. I help with our marketing. I help with our design. I help with our brand. Those are the things I like. Right. So that's what the fuck I help with. And it fulfills me. I like mm-hmm. the people I do it with. It's exciting. We're facing an uphill battle because a lot of that shit is new to us. And we're compared to the companies that we're competing against. We have far less money, even though we've been around for a long time. You know, when you look at a budget of a PepsiCo or a Nike, fuck, bro, we're not even a booger on their nose. So I have to be creative. I have to, and that's the biggest misconception people have about me. They think I've fucking done, bro. I haven't even fucking started. You have no fucking idea. Yeah. Okay, so I love that shit. I love the game. I love the upside. I love how hard it is. And we have to understand, just because you like a certain area of your business doesn't mean you sell your whole business and go do this one thing. Can you, can we touch on to like, because I also feel like there's something here too. Like, like, can we talk about the significance of the business owner in the world we're living right now, like in this country for business owners, right? Like it's necessary. I feel like it's necessary to have more business. We've lost so many businesses as it is in the last four years. You know what I'm saying? To have something that's brick and mortar with real people. Why do you think they've eliminated all the businesses? Because they want people to go try to just, you know, build their marketing skills up. It's not, it's not just, <laughs> listen, it's not just because they want the people in the lower class. Mm-hmm. Let me explain this big picture. The reason they want to put all the middle to medium, small size businesses out of business is not just because they want all the money and all the business. That's not what it's about. It's about that 
but it's about something else that most people don't understand. And what it is, it's about controlling the culture narrative. It is far easier to put down rules and standards through 10 different big-ass conglomerates and all their subsidiaries than it is to do that and then have millions of small businesses doing their own culture and their own rules and doing business their own way. So to answer your question, it's extremely important because the culture that is bestowed from the organization of small business and medium-sized business is actually what controls the culture in society because people spend most of their time at work and whatever rules or atmosphere or culture they have at work is usually highly influential on what they do at home. So it's not just about them eliminating the jobs to push everybody into the lower class. That's not, that's part of it. It's a byproduct. That's part of it. But the other part is without all these small and medium businesses out there, they can control quote unquote how things work by making things the way they want inside these big corporations, making the rules, making the standards, you know, the, all of these special things that they make people do, the political correctness, the cancel culture, the DEI, the ESG, all of these social initiatives are easy to push down if they have 10 companies or really just like three companies that own all the rest of the big companies and everybody has to go there because then the, the contrast to that ceases to exist. Does this make sense? Absolutely. Okay, so yes, it's very fucking important that you young people start to understand that it is far cooler and better to go build a real business than it is to become a speaker. Way cooler, bro. Way fucking cooler. Just because you see these people on the internet doing this shit does not mean that that's what you should be doing. First of all, most of you don't have the skill to get on stage and speak. That's fucking reality. The reason I have the skill is because I've been doing it for 25 fucking years. I've recorded a thousand fucking podcasts. I've given 10,000 fucking speeches and meetings at my company. If you're in 20 years, if you build a real company, you'll actually be a great speaker because it's going to be something that you develop during the time. But you guys go out here with no business experience, no fucking business at all. And you say, I want to be a speaker. That is not admirable. That's not real, dude. It's, it's real for very fucking few people. Very few people have the ability to go on stage and change people's lives and make a living doing it without something that they've done to build massive credibility. And yes, there will be people that come and go that come on for a little bit and go away for a little bit and come on for a little bit and go away for a little bit. And the reason they come on for a little bit and go away for a little bit is because there is no real thing behind them, okay? You know, people will point at Tony Robbins. Well, Tony Robbins started as a speaker. Yeah, Tony Robbins is one of the best speakers of all fucking time, bro. Like, he is gifted. Mm -hmm. That motherfucker started out at 18 years old under the guidance of Jim Rohn, another fucking ridiculous speaker, and he was able to go out and get paid to speak and then turned it into a multi-billion dollar portfolio of real business. Do you think do you, do you think he did that because it wasn't the best thing to do? Right. You see what I'm saying? Bro, growing a real business is where you learn the skills that you want to be admired for now. Oh, I want to be a speaker and a marketer. You want to be a speaker and a marketer? Go grow a real business for 10 fucking years and then come out and start speaking and you'll smoke everyone. That's real shit. And you want to you want to be a great marketer? Go grow a real business from 0 to 100 million dollars and you're going to fucking know what the fuck you're doing. All right? So 
stop idolizing the shit on the internet that most of it's bullshit and start realizing that we need young entrepreneurs to build real shit that creates jobs and employs people, not just because it's going to make you better in these other areas that you want to enjoy, but also because it's going to fix what's going on in the world. Entrepreneurs are going to cure what's going on in this, in this crisis in the world, and they're going to do it by controlling the culture. So, that's my answer to this. I, I'm, I, I, I get so tired of these young bucks coming out and saying, I don't want to be a speaker. I want to share the stage with you. Motherfucker, I, don't, I hate speaking. I want to run companies. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. My speaking ability is a byproduct of me running companies, not the other way around. And it will be for you too. If you truly want to go out and speak and you truly want to go out and do this shit, fucking build something real, bro, and then go tell people how you did it. Yeah. That's going to be the shit that people resonate with. People will listen. Yeah. Anyway, I love it, man. Well, guys, Andy, that was three. Yep. Go pay the fee. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold. Doesn't know. Headshot, case closed. Close.